Hello and welcome to another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. Bolivia, a landlocked country amidst the Andes Mountains in South America. It's not a country we hear a lot of in Australia, and it's even rarer to meet migrants from there. But in this episode, I have the privilege to be speaking with Lucia, who grew up in La Paz, the highest capital city in the world, at some 3,800 metres, and who has found her place, it seems, in Tasmania. After a roundabout journey, including 10 years in Chile and then study in Melbourne, Lucia's story confirms some of my own theories that Tasmania tends to attract people who don't mind getting out of their comfort zone. Listen on to hear what I'm talking about and see if you agree. I'm from Bolivia. I was born in Sucre, but I moved to La Paz when I was eight years old. And I stayed in La Paz until I was 18 years old. And then I, I moved to Chile. I spent about 10 years there. And then I decided to move to, to Australia. My story starts when I decided to change my professional path. I was doing something else uh, before and I wasn't enjoying it that much. So I decided that the best way or the easiest way to do something else was to study a master. So I, I actually moved to Melbourne in 2016 to do a master in tourism. And when I finished that, well, of course, I wanted to uh, develop my career in that industry. And I had been already in Tasmania on a trip and I really enjoyed it here. And at that time, it was 2018, 2019, the tourist industry was going really well here. So, and as well, I love the outdoors and I, I love my experience here while I was traveling with, with my sister. And the other thing is that the migration program changed. So it mm -hmm. was easier to go to get the permanent residency if you move to regional areas. So those three things brought me here. So I grew up in La Paz. La Paz is probably yeah, one of, of the two biggest cities in, in Bolivia. Is, um, we have probably about two million people. It's a city that is, is surrounded by, by the Andes. So it's, it's quite beautiful. Uh, the structure of, of the city is, is, is very unique. It's like the whole architecture, the whole uh, infrastructure is built on, on, on the mountain. So it, when you arrive there, it has a feeling of, of a hole surrounded by mountains. The city, the city can be quite chaotic and, mm -hmm. and dirty and sometimes it's too intense, it's too much. I think that's one of the reasons why I decided that I couldn't see a, a future for for myself it's a place where there is a there a, bolivia has probably 70 75 percent of the population have indigenous background so there's there's it's a very it's a society with a very strong culture yeah how does that um indigenous cultures in or, or the fact that it's so preeminent in bolivia how's that sort of Evident. The culture manifests manifests in every aspect of life, the daily life in Bolivia. From the outfits to the way people behave are mm -hmm. quite different. The traditions that we have, the celebrations that we follow, the dances, the way we interact with each other. 
I think there has been a, a mixture of indigenous culture with descendants of Spanish people that have blended and become like a new merge culture that mm -hmm. it's still evolving day by day. I think the, um, the Chilean lady that I talked to mentioned to me that in Bolivia, the indigenous culture was far more uh, predominant and important than it was in some other South American yeah, countries. Yeah, I think that's true. As, 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 as I said, I think probably 75% of the population have an uh, indigenous background. So traditions and culture is, is still quite strong, even though that part of the population is so significant and has been neglected for years and year, years. It's, it's still quite a strong culture. And I think, yeah, in recent years, people with that background have received a little bit more of acknowledgement mm -hmm. from the government and, and inclusion. So they, they, they are being considered more part of the society. Overseas, people have the idea that Bolivia does mountains and high altitude, mm. while we have one third of Bolivia is high altitude and, and a mountain region, but the other third is part of the Amazon and the other third are valleys. So we have quite a large diversity in landscapes. Yeah, that's what I, I read and was slightly surprised at because like you said, I sort of thought, oh, it's mostly mountains, but it's a very biodiverse, very um, many different ecosystems. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's quite, lots of areas are quite untouched still so pretty wild and beautiful and so growing growing up in bolivia were you very aware of the different cultures sort of around you yeah i think i think it's impossible not to be aware mm -hmm. i think i was always aware of how lucky i was to be born where i was in the family that i was born because i think I come from a lot of privilege that many people in my country don't have mm -hmm. because in the past they have been neglected for generations and a large part of the population. So I think I have always been aware of that. And probably that's one of the reasons why I decided to go away because I couldn't fix the issues mm -hmm. and I couldn't live with it either. It's quite an unfair and unbalanced society. So, yeah, and that comes with a lot of other problems. Yeah, I moved to Chile when I finished high school. And I studied there for five years and then I worked there for another five years. When you were at, at high school, were you, did you have a plan to leave or did, was that more spontaneous? Yeah, I don't know why, why I always wanted to. It seems that I always had this thirst of exploration that mm -hmm. I wanted to be outside my, my bubble and see how was I without being in my comfort zone. So I guess it was, I always wanted to be outside because it was a challenge of finding myself alone and, and reassuring myself who I was. Yeah, finding my spot in places where I was no one. And I always find mm -hmm. that process quite enjoyable and sometimes mm -hmm. very lonely as well. And when you were young, did you have a concept of what you wanted to do with your life? No, not very clear. Yeah, actually, when I moved to Australia, I never, 
I never thought about migrating to Australia because before coming here, I had already left many people and rebuilt my life too many times. So I promised myself that I was going to come study, find my new path and go back to Chile. But it changed. So yeah, never a clear picture of the future. So it kept changing and new things happened and I made different decisions in those stages. So what did you study in Chile actually? business yeah okay yeah that i guess is the what all the people without a clear passion do. <laughs> i was going to ask did you choose that or did it choose you yeah i wasn't like i i was good at maths and i thought this requires numerical skills so <laughs> i'm good at that and yeah i don't know i i don't know why i choose it i i guess it was quite broad and I could do whatever I wanted. I finished my studies in 2008, December 2008, and by March 2009, I got a full-time permanent position and I thought that was a promising professional career, but what? I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it went well, it went well, but, but I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I worked five years in, 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 the, in the corporate world and it was, quite a stable life but I didn't I didn't enjoy it and when I was 30 I decided to change my professional path and I moved to Australia and it's just probably in the last two years that I have found my professional path here but it has been quite tough and at many points I thought that I had taken the wrong decision in my life mm -hmm. that my decisions had been detrimental for myself but now that I'm in the future in the present, <laughs> I can see that I think I've made the right decision. So, but it was tough. So was it, was Chile, living in Chile very different from Bolivia or was it a fairly easy adjustment? No, well, I think even though we share the border and we are quite close and we share a similar past, the cultures are quite different. Yeah, actually, Coming from Bolivia, Spanish-speaking country, the Spanish spoken in Chile is quite hard. They have very unique slang. So the first three months that I was living there, I was getting confused with my own language. So right. I, I had to adapt. And I think at the beginning I thought, because it was the first place that I live outside home, mm -hmm. I felt that Chileans were quite cold or a very like groups were quite close and it was hard to get inside those those groups but now I understand that that's just the normal way when you arrive to a new place mm. you need to find your way and it, it, it takes time lots of my best friends are from Chile and through the time I develop really really nice relationships and I I value a lot uh, the Chilean culture it's quite fun what, what, what are some of the things that differ from Bolivian um, mm, culture? I think they're, they're quite cheeky. Mm -hmm. Chileans are quite cheeky, yeah. And I enjoy that a lot. Sometimes on the extremes, I think it can be probably too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they are fun. They are fun. They, they, Chile is, is beautiful as well, especially the south of Chile. Quite amazing. I think compared to, at least to Bolivia, it's a place worth things work and you can plan a future. So what was the point where you thought, 
this isn't for me, I need a change. I was working and it was quite stressful and I spent a lot of time of my life working. And if I kept doing that, I was going to be doing the same, but in the in the office that was next to mine. So I couldn't see myself doing that in the long term, but I didn't know what to do. And so I had a break and I went traveling to the south of Chile. And as I said before, I never had like a clear passion about a specific career path. So when I took this break and I was traveling, I volunteered in a lodge in, in Patagonia. And I really enjoy interacting with, with guests and, and as well seeing the effect of the tourist industry in this neglected small town. So I decided that, that I wanted to, to, to build my career in tourism, specifically, specifically because of the way tourists can affect the growth in a small or neglected areas and as well always very connected with with environments so trying to create sustainable tourism practices why specifically did you come to australia because i was going to invest in education i wanted to do my master in an English-speaking country. Mm-hmm. And I took my time uh, researching about all the different programs in the English-speaking countries. And it happened that the one that interested me the most was in Australia, in Melbourne. Yeah. So it was about the program, not about the country, not about the university. It was like just the just the program delivered by the university. Okay. So it just happened that the right program that you were looking for was in Melbourne yep. ra- rather than, you know, America or... It could else. have been anywhere else, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, yeah. I'm so happy that I made that decision. <laughs> and how were your initial experiences in an English-speaking country? Well, n- so hard. Not, mm-hmm. not even initially. I think I still struggle sometimes being myself and, and expressing myself in the ways... I I expect from myself. Mm-hmm. So, but at the beginning it was extremely hard. And uh, and as well like it's quite difficult to for example when the first two years that I did the master, we were 17 students and only 3 were from Australia. Yeah. So it's really hard to improve your English where where you are in this bubble of not locals. So yeah, my rule was not to hang out with Latin people because okay. it was it was too easy to get in a comfortable position and not yeah not push yourself to learn more about the language and even with that rule I still have the, these issues with you know with the accent and finding the right ways of expressing myself so without that rule I think I would still be trying to learn English yeah. <laughs> And um, but did you learn English at, at school in Bolivia? I yeah, know. I had English at school, but it's quite different, I think, when you start living in an English-speaking country. Yeah, well, you have to you have to adapt to Australian English for a, for a start. Yeah, and as well, I think we learned the the official the official English, but that's not <laughs> how people express in yeah. daily life. So yeah, yeah. Other than the language, what, was there anything else that took time or was challenging to adapt to? I think because of the 
how hard the process of getting into into a normal life mm-hmm. takes i think i lost a lo- i think i lost a lot of trust in myself in the first years so it took me a while to to get back that trust on myself and realize that i was able to to be part of the community and that i had a spot in this society so when you say you lost your trust in yourself you mean your your you sort of lost a bit of confidence and why why was that yeah i guess it's more re- like related with with career okay yeah it took me i couldn't on the first years i couldn't find any job besides hospitality which is great if you decide to go to that through that path but it wasn't the path that i had chosen so it took me a lot of effort to get into a career in tourism especially in covid times when i moved to tassie in 2019 i got a job with a tourist company a company that does multi-day tours around around the state but when the borders closed the company stopped operating of course yep. so we were all stood down and it took me so i was an employee all 2020 trying to find employment in any kind of position and at that time yeah it was impossible so that stage was quite difficult because you were yeah i was rejected in enormous quantities so mm. I started believing that it was myself, but then all of a sudden opportunities started arriving and now I'm in a very good spot. So I'm very grateful for all that rejection that happened. <laughs> yeah. Why did you come to Tasmania at that time? I had to move to a regional area. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was because of the time frame that I had with the visa that I had at that moment. I, I had to move at that time. And were there any were there any other regional areas that you considered? Lots. So regional areas are basically any place in Australia that is not Sydney, Melbourne, or Brisbane or Perth. So all all the rest of the country is open. And were, were there any other places you can considered? Ah no, myself no. no. I, yeah. I I knew that I wanted to come to Tassie, like because I I came already on a on a trip and I love it. So I thought. Yeah, I, it was my first option. So I moved here and and it gave me the opportunities that I needed straight away. So it was good. And so what were your first impressions of Tasmania? Oh, uh, well, Tassie, yeah, the community. The community is great. People are so welcoming. And I think they're, I think Australians in general are quite low-key. But in Tassie, they are even more. So mm-hmm. by some reason... In Melbourne, I never really felt part of the community, I guess, because it's a big city yeah. and everyone is spread out. Well, here I, I, I do feel like I belong to this place okay. because I, I guess, yeah, I have found the right people. And how long did it take for you to find work in Tasmania? In Tassie, so it took me three months, which is not too bad. Three months, and then I got an employee after COVID, and it took me nine months mm. to find something else. Yeah. And how did you... Is that the job you're doing now? 
No, no. I got a the fun, the job that I found was um, in a good uh, organization, but it was a casual position. Okay. So it was it was better than nothing, but it was yeah, it was just casual. So I didn't have any certainty about the future. But because of that position, I discovered the organization where I'm working at the moment, which I love. And I'm very, very happy to be part of the project. And that's, yeah, that's a permanent position. So it's quite good. So what are you, do- what are you doing now? I'm an admin manager. So yeah, that's, it's very broad. But what, what kind of business or company is it that you're working for? So we are a venue space. Okay. That is located in, on the East Coast. I never understood how important employment was until I lost my job Mm. and it affected lots of other variables in my life and yeah so it has been great finding my my spot because you're in tourism I'll ask this Uh, have you seen much of you know much of Tasmania in your time here definitely I I love the outdoors so I try to go out every weekend Mm -hmm. i think there are lots of things that i haven't seen but i think i have been out there what is my favorite thing is that you have the accessibility to those amazing places with such a short time you can Mm -hmm. go to the mountains you can go to the beach within two hours two hours and a half so Every weekend, my since I moved to Tassie, my life feels like a holiday, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what I wanted for my future. Yeah, there right. is no, especially in summer. In summer, summer sometimes before work, I go to the ocean for a swim. Mm-hmm. I come back. I work from home nine to five, and after five, I go to climb to the mountain. So mm. I don't know how it can get better than that. Yeah, <laughs> winter is long though. Winter can be quite long, but still you can do lots of stuff. What have been some of the cultural differences that you've noticed from maybe between Bolivia or Chile and Australia? I'm not sure. I Sometimes I think friendships are different. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I think friendships here can be just about doing stuff, mm-hmm. but not developing an intimate connection. I'm not sure if that's true or is just that I need more time to develop that that bond with people. Yeah, quite a few people have said the same thing. So there might be something might be something to that. But I thought the same when I was in Chile. And after yeah. living there 10 years, I do think that I have very intimate friendships with a lot of people. So I think sometimes it could take time. But I don't know. I will tell you in (laughs) the next six years. What was the um, family environment like that you grew up in? Yeah, my my mom has five siblings and my dad six. Mm -hmm. And each of them has at least three children. And we used to gather uh, all together on the weekends. So massive family gatherings. Yeah, my first 18 years of life... I was always surrounded by massive groups of people. Yeah, it was our tradition to spend all Saturday afternoons, Christmas parties with 
yeah, all together. It's quite funny though because most of my cousins now live everywhere in the world. Yeah, so right. there is no one left in Bolivia. So from these massive gatherings, they are all living their own independent life with their reduced close family. Yeah, right. So it has been a change for all of us. And is it so? Is it typical in Bolivia that you, the extended family is quite close and? Yeah, I think it's quite common. Yeah, we are we most of the families I think they have the they follow the same patterns of gathering with cousins and being around family members all the time. I don't know what's right or wrong or the best way of proceeding. Sometimes I feel like because I'm so attached with my parents and I need to call them every day. I think probably that's sometimes not very healthy that we should be focusing on our individual lives and Mm -hmm. because lots of lots of the decisions I make in my life depend on how they are going to affect the lives of my of my parents. But sometimes I think that it's better for the individual just having a selfish approach. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what's best. I guess probably now that is changing as well with all this. I'm, I'm thinking about Bol- Bolivian families now that everyone is trying to migrate from Bolivia, the ones that have opportunities. So I think maybe that individualistic approach is going to start happening as well because it's harder to be connected and to to share the life all all the time what was sort of your m- memories of sort of everyday life growing up in bolivia yeah so yeah lots of family around having the best food bolivian food is delicious yeah it's quite similar to the peruvian one without the seafood that they have mm-hmm. it's quite yummy the cows always the cows of taking public transport where there is no rules, yeah, it allows you to it allows you to be always aware of of things happening around. There is one thing as well that I miss a lot from South America: a space for spontaneity. We all have agendas here. If we want to do something with someone, we need to book it in the calendar for the next two weeks in advance. But there is no space for I'm coming to your house to to have some wine. It needs to be a schedule, I think. Well, at least in, on my experience. It comes as well with, if, for example, I have found myself doing the same thing because I have lived in, in share houses and sometimes in share houses you need to uh, be respectful with your flatmates' times and schedule. So there is less opportunities for someone to pop up and I don't know have a meal a spontaneous meal with some drinks so I guess yeah there are different aspects of the culture that allow that that kind of spontaneity to be different what are some of the differences that you've discovered between living in Tasmania compared to say living in Melbourne I think well Tassie definitely the closeness to nature, like mm-hmm. nature is just around us. Mm-hmm. From Melbourne, sometimes I miss the like the immense offer of cultural activities. Yeah, and as well, I miss sometimes 
being no one in the city that yeah. you can go to a bar have a beer by yourself and no one is going to recognize you i feel like here in tassie there's always someone that you know like it's very hard to hide yourself from from the world 90 percent of the time is beautiful but there there are some times when when you break up with someone and you don't want to see that person is like <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, you always get information. I didn't explore the outdoors when I was living in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. It wasn't part of, of my family activities. So I discovered that world when I was much older. I discovered that in, in Chile. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that when I was young. My dad lived in a very small town in the north of Bolivia that is just in the middle of the of the Amazon. So we had to go, we spent a lot of summers over there mm -hmm. and we had to go with him to amazing places in the middle of nowhere because of his job. Yeah, those are good memories actually. Yeah, amazing places, quite wild, big rivers, rainforests, amazing birds, no roads, spending lots of time trying to drive from one point to another lots of bugs yeah i think now i'm, I'm thinking about um a documentary i saw in bolivia and traveling from uh, i think uh, maybe it's traveling from or to la paz up uh, it's quite steep yeah there is now there is a road that connects la paz to with a little town called coroico and that road was actually a road for, for cars and trucks to commute between both places. But now that has been, the road has been closed and it's only a, a bike track that is called the Death Road. Oh, right. Yeah, because it was so narrow that so many trucks were falling all the time, so. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I, I may have seen something of that. No. Yeah, it's quite popular. Like lots of people that yeah. travel to South America, they, they do that. I did it as well. It was quite fun. How do you see your future now? Or what are, you, what are you hoping the future will bring? I think I would stay in Tassie. Yeah, ideally, yeah, traveling every year for a month somewhere, bringing my family for, prolonged, for a prolonged time as well every year would be great. But definitely, definitely, I see my future in Tassie. I don't want to live anywhere else. And is your, your family all in Bolivia? No, my my brother, I have two siblings. Mm -hmm. My brother lives in Chile and my sister in Argentina. Okay. But my parents are still in Bolivia. 